Hello, and welcome to Underneath the Hat Podcast. I am your host, Cherie Simmons, and today's topic will focus on taking care of yourself underneath the hat. So, when I say underneath the hat, I mean all of the different hats that we as women and men wear on a daily basis, from being a mother to a daughter to a sister to a friend to a co-worker to a boss, entrepreneur, doesn't matter. We all wear different hats. And sometimes as people and just human nature, we tend to take care of other people before we take care of ourselves. And so for this podcast, I want to speak to those of us out there that have given so much to other people, yet not enough to ourselves that sometimes we find ourselves running on empty. And I just want to use this podcast today to encourage some people out there who feel like they can't go any further, that they're doing too much. I just want to give you some words of encouragement that it's okay for you to take care of yourself underneath the hat. Now, a lot of people would consider self-care to be selfish. I consider self-care to be selfless because we've all heard the analogy that you can't feel anything from an empty cup. Most of us drive or have been in a car before and even driven past a gas station. There are gas stations for a reason because a car only has a capacity to hold a certain amount of gas to travel across the different highways and byways that we go through each day to fulfill the different hats that we wear. And so once your gas tank is on E, the car lets you know. And if you go too long without refilling it, the car will stop. That car is a symbol and analogy of us as human beings. We all have to make sure that we fill ourselves up in order for us to continue to live in our purpose, to fulfill our dreams, to reach the goals that we have, to be the best mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, siblings, friends. And we can't help someone else if we haven't helped ourselves. Now, I used to be known for putting myself on the back burner, um, taking an L in order to help other people win, making sure other people had what they needed, even if it meant risking my own livelihood and my own self and my own energy. And I heard recently on the show that I love called Sister Circle, there was a um, therapist on there called Spirit. And she said, we need to stop setting ourselves on fire in order to keep other people warm. Let me say it again. We need to stop setting ourselves on fire in order to keep other people warm. We have to stop making sure that everybody else is okay and not taking care of ourselves. Self-preservation is the number one thing that we all learn about as kids. Even on a plane, 
when they go through the safety precautions in case the air pressure in the cabin decreases and the mask falls from the ceiling. You are to put your mask on first before you can help somebody else. Self-preservation. As an educator in Chicago Public Schools, I teach third and fourth grade kids. And I see so often as children that we're programmed to help other people. And I have seen kids go as far as to give their last pencil. They could be using the pencil to take a test. And if somebody around them says that they need a pencil, they will give up their pencil, risk failing the test themselves in order to help somebody else. I have no problem with helping people, but you can't sacrifice yourself for somebody else. Because I've been in places and at periods in my life where I sacrificed for myself for others. And then when I needed something, those people were nowhere to be found. We have to learn how to pour into ourselves. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves. And it shouldn't be seen as selfish. It be, should be seen as self-care. Because RuPaul... One of my favorite shows, RuPaul's Drag Race, he ends every show by saying, if I can't love myself, how in the hell am I going to love somebody else? How can I give my last to somebody else and I wouldn't even give my last to me? How can I be the best person for somebody else and I'm not even the best person to Cherie? So we have to learn to put ourselves first. You can't fill a cup if you're empty. And I understand I have a family. My kids need me. My spouse needs me. My friends need me. They'll be okay. Because if you were no longer here, they still survive. So you taking an hour, two hours, a couple of days, a week, to yourself, what I do is once a month, I go to a movie, out to dinner, to a play, shopping at the mall. I do something by myself. I have even gone as far as traveling out of the country by myself. I like me. I had to learn to like Cherie. I first had to figure out who Cherie was. And if you've read my book, Underneath the Hat, which is available where all books are sold, you will realize that there was a point in my life growing up that I tended and cared about everybody else. I dimmed my light in order to let other people's light shine. And now that I know who I am and know my worth, I realize that I'm just as important as everybody else that I've been helping. And if they have a problem with me taking time out to take care of me, then we really don't need to be in the same circle anyway. So I have gone to Broadway plays and out to dinner by myself. I don't mind sitting at a table by myself, going to the movies by myself. Some people find it weird. Some people find it weird. But my thing is, if you can't sit by yourself and just be still and be quiet, how can you hear what God has next to you? Most of the time, God whispers. He's not yelling. 
And in order for you to hear what he's saying, you have to be still and be quiet. There's a saying that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You're supposed to listen as much as you talk. How can you hear anything? For those of you that have children, if all of your children were in one room talking to you, asking you the same thing at one time, eventually you would tell everybody to shut up. Because you can't think, you can't focus, you can't process. So if you're out here living your best life, reaching for your goals, trying to live in your purpose, making vision boards, trying to make sure you stick to your plan, what you plan for the month, what you plan for the year, and you never take time out to be quiet and be still, how will you know what your next move is? See, sometimes us taking time for ourselves is for us to be better people for the people that we take care of underneath those hats that we wear. So they really should be encouraging you to take some time by yourself so you can rest up, so you can move forward. We've all had moments in our life where we've gone two, three days straight, no sleep, sometimes no food, and eventually we crash. And that's what a lot of us do to ourselves, emotionally and mentally. We do so much for other people Without taking a break that we crash. And then who are we a help to? Nobody. So on this podcast, I want to give you a couple of tips that have helped me with learning to be still and learning to take care of myself underneath the hat. The first thing I already mentioned, and that's just to take some time out for you. Take a me day. Take a me vacation. We call it a vacation. Take a vacation. Because you are the most important person in your life. There's a reason when we are in, when we used to take grammatical or grammar classes, English classes, the letter I is always capitalized. I is the only letter in the alphabet that when it's by itself, it should be capitalized. I is the only letter in the English language that can represent a person, place, or thing by itself. It doesn't need any other letters. So if I is always supposed to be capitalized and it represents you, that further proves just how important you are. We isn't capitalized every time you see it in a sentence. It's only capitalized if it's at the beginning of a sentence. But I, whether it's at the beginning, the middle, or the end of a sentence, always has to be capitalized because you're just that important. So take time out for you. Call it an I day. And for those of us who have sick days and don't want to use them like I used to be, until I realized that the moment I fall dead in that classroom, they're going to have somebody else in my spot in a couple of days. So I started using my days for mental days. If I need to take me a break before I end up behind bars, then that's what I'm going to do. So you have to take care of yourself. That's the first tip. Take care of you. Spend time with you. Get to know you. Talk to yourself. It is okay to talk to yourself. I know we have this stigma that if people talk to themselves, they're crazy. You're crazy if you answer. It's okay to talk to yourself. 
run some ideas through your head, have a a, a, a chit chat with yourself. It's okay. We all need to do it sometimes. Mine is once a month. The second thing I do that has helped my life very much is using one of the best words that God has ever created. And it's a simple two-letter word, and it's called no. N-O. No. Now, as a kid... As a child, when you ask a child that they do something, you could be looking dead at them. But if you ask them if they did something, their first answer is no. Children are the best teachers in how to use this word. Whether they did it or not, it's going to be no. We have to say no sometimes. We cannot do everything. We cannot burn ourselves or set ourselves on fire to keep other people warm. It is okay to say no. If you got to think about it and ponder it for more than five seconds, you probably shouldn't be doing it. If it's something that you have to force yourself to want to do, it's probably something that you should be responding no to. Because I'm a firm believer. I will give you 110% of Cherie when I feel that I can do the job. I am not one of these people that has to be busy, has to be seen. So if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm gonna give 110 percent and I'll be and I make sure that there's something that I can do even when the people who should be helping me fall by the wayside or don't pull their own weight, I make sure that there's something that I'm able to do on my own if it comes down to it. But if I know that I can't give you that 110 percent that I'm used to giving, I have to say no. If I know that it's going to stress me out and cause me to take an extra me day during the month because I'm running on empty trying to make you happy, I'm going to have to say no. I am done sacrificing Cherie to make other people happy. If I sacrifice myself, it will be for me to reap the benefits of it. I'm no longer doing it anymore to what other people can walk around happy, living their best life, and I'm over here looking like I need coffee after five days and I have Those days are over because I say no. And nowadays it rolls off my tongue so quickly. Recently I said no so fast I didn't even realize I said it until the person had walked off. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. I had to talk to myself, encourage myself. I had to give myself a pat on the back because I was proud of me. Because there used to be a point in time while it, my face would look like I wanted to say no, but then guess what come out of my mouth? I don't even do that anymore. I'm done being a yes woman at the sacrifice of myself. And so I encourage everybody out there just to practice saying no in the mirror. Give yourself scenarios that you have been, that you have actually had situations come up in your life where you wish you had said no. Play those out in the mirror. Stand in the mirror, be that person coming up to you, asking you to do something that you really wanted to say no to, and then say no. I believe in self-reflection. Going over the things that you've done, learning from your mistakes so you don't have to make them again. 
I tell my students all the time, if you do it right the first time, you won't have to do it again. There will be some times where we have to do things over again because we didn't learn the lesson the first time. It happens, but it shouldn't happen all the time. You should be learning from the mistakes that you make because we waste a lot of precious time. A lot of me time has been wasted because we're doing things over again that we could have gotten right the first time. So even when things go well, you can learn something from them. When they go badly, you can learn something from them. Self-reflect. That's another one too. Have time for self-reflection. That's when your me time comes in. Once a month, being able to self-reflect on some things that you've done. So that as you're on your path towards reaching your goal, on your path towards living in your purpose, on your path towards living your best life, you can self-reflect to make sure you're on board. You're on the page that you're supposed to be on. So again, take some time for you. Learn how to say no. And learn how to self-reflect so that we don't waste so much time doing things over again that we didn't do right the first time. So I just wanted to come on here and share these bits of Wisdom with you that have helped me to be able to live a stress-free life because of those three things. And I hope that it helps you to move forward into this new year, this new decade that we're going into, 2020, 2020, perfect vision. We knew, we were told you had perfect vision if your vision was 2020. So now we're going into the year 2020 with perfect vision. And the first way to make sure that our vision is perfect and that we can see clearly towards our purpose is to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, learning how to say no, and learning how to self-reflect. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Underneath the Head broadcast. You can check me out on all of my social media outlets. Instagram at Sheree at SMSimmons10 or at Underneath the Hat. I'm also on Facebook at Underneath the Hat or at Sheree Simmons. And you can find all of those outlets on my website, ShereeSimmons.com. Again, make sure you subscribe, share this so that you can help someone else to get ready to walk into their 2020 perfect vision year again take care of yourselves underneath the hat talk to you soon